0: Welcome to the Dr. Lori Mars podcast, where she interviews experts in health and science, sharing their expertise so you can live your healthiest life. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by Fit Vegan Coaching, the world's leading whole food plant-based body recomposition program for Gen X and baby boomers. Founded by Maxime, whose personal journey began after losing his ex fiance to breast cancer. Fit Vegan Coaching is on a mission to disease-proof the world through the transformative power of plant-based eating and fitness. This program is a Rolls Royce of plant-based coaching, offering all-inclusive services, personalized plans, world-class accountability, lifelong support, and more. Say goodbye to the yo-yo dieting and embrace a lasting transformation that will rev up your metabolism even post-transformation. Ready to take charge of your health and vitality? Head over to fitvegan.ca, that's fitvegan.ca, And mention Dr. Lori for exclusive bonus savings when you sign up. Don't miss this opportunity to join the movement towards a healthier, fitter, and more vibrant you. Are you tired of compromising between convenience and healthy eating? Look no further. Introducing Whole Harvest, your ultimate solution for wholesome plant-based meals. Whole Harvest is redefining the way you eat. Their meals are not only delicious, but also 100% whole food, plant-based without any compromise. Whole Harvest takes pride in their approach. There's no oils, no added sugars, and low sodium. Plus, they have SOS free menu items available. I recommend Whole Harvest to my patients. They need convenient and compliant meals that can be delivered to their home. At Whole Harvest, you can reimagine your favorite dishes with a plant-based flair. And enjoy menu items like the All-American Burger, Harvest Lasagna, and Soba Kimchi Bowl. Whole Harvest Meals are chef-crafted and made with high-quality ingredients, delivered straight to your door. And guess what? They ship nationwide, so you can enjoy whole food, plant-based meals no matter where you are. And here's an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. Use the discount code PLANTS30 to receive $30 off your first order. Visit wholeharvest.com and place your order today. Again, that's wholeharvest.com. Your journey to delicious whole food, plant-based eating starts here. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by The Healing Kitchen, your path to vibrant health. Immerse yourself in the transformative program guided by the combined expertise of myself, Dr. Lori Marbus, and Chef Brittany Girudi, who has lost 70 pounds on a whole food plant-based diet. Here's what's in store for you. Virtual Weekly Sessions Engage in an immersive 60-minute virtual session every single week where you'll delve into the world of wholesome plant-based goodness right from your own kitchen. Cooking with Brittany the first half hour Unleash your inner chef as you're captivated by Chef Brittany Girudi's culinary mastery that will delight your taste buds and nourish your body. Medical Q&A with Dr. Lori the last half hour. Prioritize your well-being during the second half hour. I will personally address your medical inquiries, providing evidence-based insights and personalized advice, empowering you to make informed choices for your health. So join us on the Healing Kitchen to help you step into a healthier and most vibrant future. Welcome to the podcast. And today I'm very honored to have two dear friends, Nelson Campbell and his dad, Dr. T. Colin Campbell. How are you both today?
1: Good. Thanks for having us.
0: Yes, and I'm really excited to share with people you have some uh, neat updates and some really amazing opportunities for people to further engage with you. Can you share, Nelson, what that would be?
1: Yes, so uh, we're getting ready to launch um, uh, uh, kind of an events-oriented business. here in the mountains of North Carolina, starting with an initial program involving my father. Uh, But maybe before we get to that, um, I don't know if you'd like us to give you some updates on what we're doing. And dad, you could kick it off if you want, because I know you're doing something very exciting now with the new book.
2: Yeah, without uh, going too long and just comment, um, basically I've written some previous books as you know, Um, and uh, each of them having a purpose. Um, China Study introduced what I had come to learn, essentially. Uh, Whole was an explanation of a certain way of thinking about this, and Future of Nutrition recently uh, basically is going back into history and sort of asking the question, why haven't we heard it before? So the new book here is another angle, And that really has to do with why is it so difficult for this nutrition message to be told. It's a, quite frankly, it's quite an old story. And I've narrowed it down to two thoughts. One is, uh, do we uh, revere protein from animal sources like we always have? What's the reason for that? And secondly, uh, what about this question concerning all nutrients working together? rather than one at a time and so i i have narrowed down my long career into two thoughts uh, that's what the, based on the data totally based on the data my not my personal preference and that is uh we should we don't need animal protein so we don't need animal food period. i i'm sure i can convince people of that and secondly um on the question concerning oh was just about eating you know, all the nutrients in, in a given food at about the same time. Because let Mother Nature take over how to handle it. So it's a very simple message and it's for all societies and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what uh, the New York is a third sort of, four, a fourth dimension. And that is what got in the way historically up until the present day. To convey this really important message, more important message in my view, and I'm discovering from a lot of other people too that agree they agree with me. That's it, that's it. And uh without getting into the details, it's just a exploration of why we have so much difficulty with this. I've experienced a lot of pushback. And uh, a lot of it has to do with what goes on within the system and how we think about this. So it's yeah. Big issue, yeah. Yeah, and and the, the, go ahead. Go listen. ahead, Lori. I was go just going to
0: say, your book, your the China study, changed my life twelve years ago. So anything that you put out is such a blessing for us to have and uh, able to read and provide to other generations. And I know I've affected many, many lives over twelve years. I can only imagine all the other people. So thank you for taking this on.
1: Yeah, um, and and that actually, um. Kind of leads into uh, what we're going to be doing in December, mm. uh, but before I get to that, I'll give you just a real quick update on what we're working on, and uh, and and the two organizations that I'm involved in, PlantPure and our nonprofit PlantPure communities. I won't get into a lot of detail. I'll just say uh, provide one part, uh, an update of one part of all of that that uh, really helped motivate. Uh, this idea for what we're doing in December and beyond. Um, And Lori, you are a big part of this. Uh, It has to do with our film, uh, From Food to Freedom. So um, through our nonprofit, we funded and produced this film, From Food to Freedom, and uh, you are a star participant in that. We actually won a lot of awards and and honors at film festivals. I think we're up to nine now, which I I didn't think we were going to win anything. (laughs) I've never really (laughs) won anything before.
0: That's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so
1: it's been very well received. And we did a little sneak peek release of this back in the spring with our friends at Food Revolution Network. And over seven days, over hundred thousand people signed up to watch the film. Most of them did did watch it. So we were just as excited as we could be about releasing this, and started to work on it this summer, and took some early steps. Uh, uh, but then, toward the end of the summer, ran into to, to a roadblock. Um, And we actually re-engaged our friends at Food Revolution Network to help us out with this. But I I won't go into all the details. I'll just say that our film has been suppressed. The promotion of the film utilizing our trailer has been suppressed by Facebook. And we launched a formal appeal and got nowhere. Um, You know, we did actually, there were conversations with a human being inside Facebook. Um, but, But so anyways, our film has been for want of a better word censored um and that's uh, really created a, a huge challenge for us we have strategies through our organizations that were hinging on the public release of the film so um you know that's that's created some some financial and other challenges um and and we're we're working on a strategy now to overcome those challenges um but it was some of those difficulties that prompted the idea of uh, an events kind of business, I guess, it's, that would be synergistic with the strategies of our two organizations. And I won't go into all the reasons for that, but it just kind of leads up to to what we're getting ready to do here. So on December 3rd to 7th, uh, we are uh, having a an event at the Lake Junaluska community in the mountains of Western North Carolina. And this I think will be an inaugural event for others that we do down the road. Um, But this event here, we're building it around my father's participation. We're gonna do something that we've never done before that I don't think anyone's ever done with my father. My dad and I have had so many fascinating discussions over the years, (laughs) and uh, I feel very blessed to have him as a father. Um, But they're interesting because sometimes we don't always agree on everything, (laughs) which makes it, uh, Dad, are you frowning? I, yeah, I'm good. You look like you're frowning.
2: Well, yeah, uh, I got a darn window here. The sun is shining in, and I'm trying to get out of oh, the way. Oh, you're
1: squinting at your computer screen. Okay, <laughs> he wasn't
0: smirking at you. It wasn't
1: squinting at me. So, anyways, <laughs> we we have these fun. Um, my phone is beeping here. We have these fun uh, discussions, and what I decided to do for this event is. Uh, It's going to be over three days and and we're going to have, you know, other kinds of instruction, including culinary instruction. Kim will be a part of this. Uh, She'll be an important part. And uh, we're going to have delicious food and evening activities, uh, storytellers and musicians and stuff. But every afternoon, uh, my dad and I are going to get up front and it's going to be a pretty small group. And we wanted it to be small so it would be more intimate and people would have a chance for interaction. And my dad and I are going to have a conversation in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go on for a while. And then we're going to open it up to participation uh, where where people in the audience can ask questions. Um, but I'm going to help, I'm going to try to prompt our conversation, Dad, in a way that allows you to tell in a conversational format your story, kind of the story of your life and your research and some of your core thoughts. Uh, in a way, perhaps that people haven't heard before. So, um, that anyway, incredible. That's, that's what we're doing December third through seventh.
0: Dutch Campbell, did you have a?
2: Were you going to say something? About uh, myself? Yeah. Well, uh, actually, I don't get that excited about talking about myself or this and that. But and quite frankly. Because I have ended up talking about things that are very confrontational for some, especially in the system, uh, if you will, uh, that uh, where did you get this from? You know, I, I did. Where did you get the take badge? That kind of stuff on the one hand. On the other hand, you know, a lot of enthusiasm for some of the things. So I, I'm caught in between this, in this wedge between those who hate what I talk about, you get asked about it, and those who rather like it. And so I have to kind of say where did that come from, uh, best I can without. I don't want to make it personal, but you know, say things like I came from the farm. I was a uh, very much of a country boy. I, you know, I was not very sophisticated. My father only had two years of elementary school education, by the way. Wow. And so you know, he went to great lengths for me to go to high school. Just to mention one thing, I had to drive two miles a day on a two-lane road to go to five years of junior and senior high school. Um, and so I had the good fortune of having relatives, professors, and other people finally get me into a place that I never thought I would ever reach. And uh, the only thing I needed to worry about was just telling the truth, so the story goes. You know, it's, it's some of the things that I did in my graduate studies were exactly opposite what I thought. I mean, we're they're we're online with what I thought, but my eventual research then ended up in exactly the opposite place where i have planned. i just lived by the science i didn't live by my preferences right. and uh, the story then takes off and goes in all these crazy directions <laughs> uh, historically i got really interested in where where did we where did we go wrong
0: well so, i i think it speaks I mean, I I think I understand your story. I read about it a lot. Was that I mean, you went in thinking one thing, but you let the data literally change your your thoughts, your ideas, and the entire trajectory of your career. And then it's you literally, I'm I I've read and I haven't confirmed this, but I will today, if you can tell me, you coined the term plant-based. Is that correct?
2: Yes, I did. That was in 1975. I just mention it a little bit because. Uh, it turns out to be important. In 1978, 79, I was on a committee of NIH at the time uh, on chemical carcinogenesis. And that committee, we call them study sessions. There's lots of them. But we determined, from this committee of 11, 12 people, we we determined preferences and priorities for cancer research. And all the committee, on, the one I was on, they were all pathologists and oncologists and now, molecular geneticists, I was the only one on nutrition. Some applications were coming into NIH proposing to study. What about this question of nutrition? Well, they didn't have any nutrition. So they made me uh, ask me on our next meeting if I take some time to explain what, is, what this is. And I knew enough at that time that it was certainly leaning toward uh, eating vegetables and fruits and grains. But I didn't want to use the word vegetarian, to be honest about it. Uh, because I got to know the history and I don't I'm not I don't agree with the scientific um, arguments I make for that uh, but it had gotten in the community a little bit and I just came out with this crazy s- statement plant-based and uh, that wasn't the greatest word you know but I, I wanted I just used the word, that word and then three or four years later I was working with the government on uh, the, the uh, justice the justice department you know on, on questioning use of supplements i was an expert witness essentially for that that was a big time too because there was an industry starting with the message that came from uh unless you a science report i was on so i had to eventually that that, that activity there uh, taught me that uh, nutrient supplements is not the way to go and it became a pretty big thing it was you know, I was involved with the FDA and it got into newspapers and all kinds of stuff. So I came up with the word whole. That's where it came from, whole, plant-based. And it didn't go anyplace for well. it. We published it in about 19, 1983, I think, something, something like that. But it didn't go anyplace. And all of a sudden, maybe, when was it? In, in the early 2000s. Somehow the word caught on because I put it in the books that we had. I think in the China Studies itself. And, and somehow people really caught on to that.
1: But, you know, you know, what's interesting, though, and this is one of the things that we're going to cover in our, our our December retreat is you coined that term, uh, Dad. But today, I think, and you and I have had a lot of private discussions about this. Uh, it's really become quite misunderstood in our own community. And so that's one of the things that we're going to we're going to talk about is what is that? concept of whole really mean you know of course it means looking at things in context looking at uh the synergies that that the the, co- the complex synergies that exist within a system um but you know we tend to you know in in a way we have actually taken that term and turned it into a very reductionist idea and taken it to uh, to support kind of more extreme points of view um, but but that's uh, that'll be I, something we discuss.
2: I agree with some of what you said, not
1: everything. Oh so, my goodness. Well, we'll have to flush surprise, that out.
0: Surprise, surprise,
2: surprise. <laughs> but let me mention the beginning of that term had nothing to do with the architecture of our language or, or that sort of thing. For me, the beginning began really focused on the question, do we think of nutrition one nutrient at a time? One mechanism at a time, one outcome at a time. That's the whole medical system. And what we learned, and this is totally our research with about 15 graduate students over 15 years, that does not translate into biological activity as meaningful. It's hidden, hit and miss. That's, that's for me where it came from. Then when you get into it, it's Mother Nature. We're, we're looking at the inner of Mother Nature. Once you get to see that, and that's been forever since we were put on this planet, that, that concept. And uh, and it's exactly the opposite of what the drug industry wants. So that's where it came from for me. But then you're right in the sense that, you know, you start thinking about a larger context. And oh my gosh, it works, you know, in our real society. It's not this thing, this thing, that, that thing. You know, it's, it's time to put that concept into play where, you know, it just comes natural.
1: But so to work so when me. you said that you don't agree with what I said fully, well, what do you mean? Because <laughs> I was saying the same thing that you just said.
2: Yeah, but you started off at a level that somehow that was all based on recognizing the different disciplines that participate in this world, in that sense. And I would agree with it. But I, all I said was, you know, for me, it started at the molecular level. It started yeah. at the level that's why yeah, I saw no, it. and that yeah. was yeah that's yeah, what I'm,
1: yeah no I understand uh we i understand completely and we talked about this uh, yeah I don't think there's any disagreement here actually uh but this will be the kind of conversation that we can have at our at our event I think you were misunderstanding what I was saying
2: well be that as it may a little bit different perspective than ours you're that way Anyhow, origin.
0: Ahead. the origin of the word well so this is just a peekaboo moment of what to expect with you two on the stage and we get to be flies on the wall for a minute yeah. or an hour or two <laughs> this is yep. fantastic can we talk a little bit about the actual retreat like how many people are you hoping for expecting where can they learn more information i'll i'll have a link below of mm-hmm. course and um i know Yeah, this I seriously turn and I'm gonna look at my calendar and see if I can come hang out with you guys.
1: Well, we were thinking that we would uh, limit it initially to to maybe say 40 people or so. Uh, We are currently at 30, so um, Mm. but you know uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, But we wanted to keep it relatively small so that people would have a chance to participate. And spend a lot of time with us, you know, whether it be Kim or my dad or my mom or me or whatever. Um, So, and also we're doing this at a location here at Lake Junalaska. We've never done something like this before, so it's a little scary. (laughs) Uh, We're not, you know, we just haven't done this sort of thing. So this is a chance for us to kind of pilot test the idea of doing events here.
0: Fantastic. Oh my goodness. This, so it's December 3rd through
1: uh, December 3rd through 7th. And if people are interested, they can go to, uh, to, to the website link that you will have, uh, with yep. this podcast.
0: Perfect. And you have a discount. So we're doing this today on Thursday. You have a discount and through till tomorrow. So I'm poor poor yeah. And I'm like, you're going to put this yeah, up today, it's, like right now. It's, it's a very <laughs> modest
1: discount, but yeah, it, right now people can um you know get it for the current price through gotcha. friday mm-hmm.
0: okay excellent well anything else you'd like to share as far as um uh, i mean as i'm just tickled that you guys are doing this. i know kim had mentioned she would enjoy doing something similar to this after when we spent 10 days together and I got to enjoy her food. I was very sad when I had to leave.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was sad, wasn't it, Lori? We we felt the same way for days. It took us a while to kind of get over the glow of what had happened. Yeah, And it was fun spending that time with you also through that period. Kim and I both thought afterward how great it was to have you there. but it was it was a lot of fun so we may do more of those type of events in the future but also you know maybe even other kinds of events where we bring people together uh in a way not just to to hear the experts talk you know there are lots of those conferences around but one one of the thoughts i'm thinking is how do we get people together in a way to foster dialogue around taking action you know I think it's time for our community to come together in a more unified way to uh, to think strategically about how do we make this movement really happen how do how do we turn it into a real movement, not just kind of a random thing you know that just this the way that it's happening now. We need to morph this into a more strategic and organized movement, yeah, and um. I agree. And the first step in that is bringing people together to talk about it.
0: I think that is fantastic. Yes, count me in. So whatever I can do to help. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both. Um, I'm super excited. We'll get this edited and put out today. So guys, check it out. If you don't want, if you don't go, if you know someone who might, please share the link. There's only 10 spots left. I'm going to be talking to my husband, see if I can go, if he'll let me. And uh, I'm actually in hotel room now, so I'll be gone a lot here this this last fall. But you guys are a, such a blessing. Thank you so much for sharing your information with us. And I, I really hope this helps. And I'm excited to see where you continue to grow. And you guys check out, listen uh, on the ethers for, you know, from food of freedom was such a wonderful experience and it's a fantastic film we had when i went i was invited to dallas to speak after a was showing of it there was like 120 some my people there it was so well received by a general audience too so I, I just don't understand why anyone would suppress it or censor it so you know keep your eyes out for it i'm sure you'll let us know when when we can start seeing seeing it yeah i don't i don't understand
1: it. lori how people live with themselves making those decisions that they knowing you know that 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 hurt other people, yeah, uh, it
0: I, makes I no think. sense at all why that would be censored. Like I'm just trying because I have a you know i'm I'm trying to live my life to be as honorable as possible and speak the truth. so I yeah, it kind of hurts a bit when that happens. So I was like, wow, okay, that's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, yeah. the world. We live in a crazy place. Uh, well, we'll continue to fight the good fight.
1: All All right. right. Well, thanks for having us, Lori. And thanks for all that you do to help advance the cause.
0: Thank you. And I, yes, I'll, we'll come right alongside of you. So one moment. Thank everyone for listening.